0: Welcome to the podcast from Church of the Nazarene. Please subscribe to this podcast for the latest updates and new episodes. And you can also search for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. We also invite you to join us each Sunday morning at 9 on our YouTube channel or Facebook Live. You can also join us in person at 9 or 1030 for our English services or 1145 for our Spanish service. We also invite you to join Celebrate Recovery every Monday night at 630. Thanks for listening. God, today we bring you our burdens. We bring you our fears. We bring you the things that weigh heavy on our heart. And we declare, we cry out, God, be my everything. Be my vision. Don't allow me today to be distracted by the things behind me or the things in front of me. By the things, God, that just are not as important as you. And so be my vision. I pray for each and every person in this room today, people watching online today that are declaring that, not just through a song, through notes, no, no, but with their hearts and with their lives. God, be my vision, be my everything today. We declare that, and we believe in faith that as we pray, you are working, you are moving, your spirit is at work in this place, and for that we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, Amen and amen. You can have a seat. Thanks for worshiping today. Thanks for uh, crying out to the Lord together. God inhabits the praise of his people. We believe that's true today. Amen. 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 I wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one that thought that today. Well, I'll never forget. I'll never forget the question. Uh, It was a powerful moment in my life. It was a poignant moment. It was uh, a question. I will not forget. So Gloria, my youngest, she was about four at the time, four years old, and I looked into her eyes and she looked into mine, and with all the love and compassion in her heart, she looked into my eyes and uttered the question I will never forget. Daddy, is there a baby in your belly? (laughs) Questions are powerful, right? And a little bit humbling, quite honestly, that day, right? Questions are powerful. I don't know about what you think about today. When you think about tough questions, challenging questions, I don't know how, how many of you have a four-year-old at, at home keeping you humble with their questions, but, but questions can be hard, right? And here's, here's what's happening. Uh, over this, this month of May, we're diving into hard questions, not Glory's questions, thankfully. She has a lot. Uh, not even my questions or your questions, but we're diving in, we're, we're, we're in step with the greatest question asker in human history, it's Jesus. And so for for these four weeks uh, in this series, we're diving headfirst into questions Jesus asked, because listen, Jesus asked a lot of questions. If you were to open your gospel and study, there's at least 340 different questions that we can find in the red letters of our Bible that Jesus asked. He asked a lot of questions. Uh, And these are not just past tense questions. These are not just a historical question that we can look back and say, well, he asked this person this question thousands of years ago. We believe that we're on this journey together and that the word of God is alive and active and still speaking. And so we believe these are questions for us today. Not just questions past tense, but questions present tense. And so we're diving in and saying, man, what, what would Jesus ask of us? What are the questions that he's asking us today, and how will we respond? And this question, this week, is really part two. If you weren't here last week, if you missed part one, uh, you can go back and listen and watch, because today, this is really part two. It's a different question, a different place in scripture, but it's really part two to last week's message, part one. Jesus's question for this week is this. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And not do what I say. Let me keep that on the screen. Uh, last week, we asked a, a good question, part one question. The question Jesus asked is, who do you say that I am? And we're understanding and learning that that question, week one, is foundational. Foundational, but building on that, depending on how you answer question number one, leads us to question number two. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say. We're going to be in Luke chapter 6 today. Would you open your copy of scripture, Luke chapter 6? If you're a, a U version Bible user on your phone uh, or mobile device, we have an event set up there so you can find it there. But we're going to be in Luke chapter 6, and I'd love for you to dive in today. What's happening in Luke chapter 6? Well, Jesus is teaching, as he does throughout the Gospels. He's teaching. He's, he's saying some really important stuff. And right before we get to this question, because we want to read this question, but we want to understand this question in context. Jesus is speaking some truth, and I want to give you just a few snapshots of some of the truth that Jesus is declaring. He's talking about his kingdom. He's talking about what, what it means to live w- with him as Lord. And, and so this is what happens in Luke 6. You'll see on the screen behind me just some snapshots of what Jesus says. Look at verse 27 and 28. Jesus says this, but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Just a few verses later, the same teaching. What does Jesus say in verse 36? Be merciful, just as your heavenly Father is merciful. Then the next verse, what does Jesus say? Do not judge, or you will be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. And so what is Jesus doing? I could read the whole chapter to you, but he's kind of outlining in his kingdom the way of the king. This is, this is how it is to live and, and prosper in the kingdom of God. And then he gets to verse 46, which is where we're going to be today. So after all of this teaching, after all of this instruction after instruction in Luke chapter 6, he says these words and that's where we're going to be today. Join me as we read uh, verses 46 to 49. Jesus says this, "Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say?" That's a poignant question, isn't it? That's a question that kind of calls us to examine whether how we act is in step with what we say. But Jesus doesn't just throw that out there and leave it there like, oh, kind of a rhetorical. No, no, no. he's going to go on and explain quite clearly. He's going to give an example, a concrete example of what this question is really about and why it matters. Let's keep reading verse 47. As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they're like. So here's Jesus. He's painting a picture, right? They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock and, and when a flood came, the torrent struck the house, but it could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice, it's like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction Was complete why do you call me Lord Lord and not do what I say I have a good friend uh, Adam and Adam is is a part of our church he's been a part of our church for a long time but Adam is really good at building he's really good at building he's a carpenter and he's really good at what he does multiple people have commented and told me that like I, I think oh that looks good Bill but people that really know what they're talking about are like yeah that's good and look, it's no secret to anybody in this room, I don't know anything about carpentry. I have no business trying any of that stuff. But I've learned what makes Adam so good at what he does. He's not in a hurry. He's not, he's not trying to waste time, but Adam's not in a hurry. His philosophy, if he gets on a job, he's not, uh, he's not coming in to get paid and get out and move on to the next thing. Knock it out as soon as I can and when can I squeeze in the next job? He has plenty to do. He has plenty of demands on his schedule. He's trying to make a living with his business. But see, Adam values doing it right. And I know know that should be said of everyone, but I think we've all learned, right? We've all experienced in some ways that's not always true. Sometimes our desire to get things done trumps our desire to get things done right. Can I give you an example? In his free time right now, Adam, when he's not you know, working as a carpenter during the day, paying his bills, uh, he's working on his house. They're in the process of remodeling uh, their future house, and every now and then I'll ask him, "Hey, how's it going, man? Did you get the floors laid? Did you get the kitchen put back together?" And I'm not even kidding. For like months, <laughs> I mean months. No, no, I'm still just working under the house. I'm like under the house? What's under there, man? Nothing important under there. Now I've been working on the foundation. I've been working on the crawl space. I gotta be shoring some things up. Sure enough, I, I kid you not, like three weeks ago, I thought he, we had graduated. I'm like, hey, you finally got that kitchen going? You got a baby on the way? You gonna get in the house? He goes, no, I'm back in the crawl space. And I'm like, I'm watching his wife in my eyes and she's like, you know, kind of panicked. But why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? Because he is securing the foundation. You know, to me, that's crazy because the house doesn't look any closer to being done. I'm like, man, what about your cool countertops and all the the fun stuff that I like to see? None of that's there. But see, Adam knows something that I, I probably forget. And certainly I don't have the experience to know. Adam knows you need a strong foundation. You need the right foundation. You could have the best looking kitchen you want to build. But if it's built on a faulty foundation, the wrong foundation, it doesn't matter. A beautiful kitchen doesn't matter unless it's built on the right foundation. So Jesus, what does he do? He gives us a very specific illustration, a visual here of two different kinds of people. I want you to picture and imagine with me two different kinds of people. The first is deliberate, right? This person plans and they prepare for the future. They they give thought and care to the foundation. It matters to them. The second, see the second person, it's not that they're bad, they're just careless. They they don't want to spend time digging a foundation. They would be like me. Let's get the cabinets in. Let's get the countertop in. Let's just pray that everything underneath the house that I can't see is fine. They're careless. You may be familiar with this visual. It's one throughout Scripture where we're, we, we hear about, as kids in the church, you hear about growing up, about building your foundation, right? And, and that's a, a powerful visual that we hear often throughout Scripture. It's throughout several of the Gospels. But I, I want to acknowledge some things that, that struck me differently as I read Luke 6. Maybe not for you, but for me. And I think it helps us as we seek to answer this question today. First, I think it's really important that we understand Jesus is speaking to believers. Well, maybe, maybe they're believers, but... Jesus is speaking to believers. And how do we know that? How do we know this isn't just kind of in, in the midst of a crowd where there might be people that are godless and that worship in pagan idols and they want nothing to do? How do we know this isn't just kind of a blanket statement to anyone? Because look, again, what he says at the beginning of the question, why do you call me Lord? Well, Lord means, what does that mean? It means master. Lord means you are in control and I'm not. Lord means, God, you're my vision. You're my everything, like we just sang. That's what Lord means. And so Jesus is not just providing some generic example, but a specific one to the one who would claim that he is Lord. He's not really speaking here to to the one who who knows nothing about faith in Christ. He's not really speaking here to the one who's worshiping pagan idols and is just kind of in the mix that day. He cares about them, but he's speaking specifically to the one that would claim Jesus is Lord. These are people like Peter who last week, what did Peter say in response to question number one? Who do, who, do they say, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you're the son of God. You're Lord, right? So Jesus is talking to people like that that would claim him as Lord. They would claim that. The second thing that stuck out to me as I examined this, this passage this week is Jesus is ultimately speaking about obedience. Faith matters. Faith in who Jesus is. That's a lot of what we talked about last week. That, that we can know him because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. Because Easter came and he rose again. He made a way for us to be in relationship with the Father, the God of the universe. Today. You can know him if you put your faith in him. And faith matters. It matters. It's the first step. But, but listen to what Jesus says. This is Powerful. It is not faith in and of itself that matters most. Now listen really closely to what I'm saying. It is not faith in and of itself that matters most, but rather faith in action. It's not just this kind of blind saying, yeah, yeah, I've got faith. Yeah, he's Lord of my life. No, no, no. It's the faith, right? right? Jesus is saying, you've got faith? Oh, Good. You say that I'm Lord, man, awesome. But do do what I say. That's what Jesus said. The, the one who hears my words and what? Puts them into practice. That's true faith. True faith. It's not just saying, yeah, I believe you. I right. try, yeah, you're Lord, but no, 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 I'm gonna do what you say. Because you are Lord. I'm not Lord in my life. You are. I'm gonna do what you say. The one who does that, not just listening to Jesus, not calling, just calling him Lord, but actually doing what he says, that is the person, like my friend Adam, he's dug deep. He has laid a foundation that will last. The message is clear, right? The message is clear. Obedience leads to strength and security, while disobedience creates great risk. Look again what it says. Disobedience leads to destruction. That is complete. Jesus said that. The house collapsed and its destruction was complete. Complete destruction came from what? Disobedience. Disobedience to what Jesus says. Why do you call me Lord, Lord and not do what I say? My first uh, summer job out of college. I was talking to a, a couple of college students this week. They're finishing up their freshman year. That's a really good feeling because you're used to getting out of school like in June and you're out and it's like May. And you get like a longer summer and, and you get to just maybe go back home. You haven't been home for a while. You get to, and I remember that. And my first summer job after my freshman year in college, I worked for Camp Thunderbird in Richmond, Virginia. I was a day camp counselor for the YMCA. And I'll never forget. DJ. I've talked to my kids about DJ a lot. He comes up, he, he will never know how much I talk about this kid. He is a sweet child, a beautiful child of God, but DJ drove me nuts. I'm just going to be honest with you, right? I was 19 years old. I was working for a minimum wage outside, 102 degree heat all summer, and I got to chase after DJ, right? That he, was, he drove me nuts. Here was the deal every single time DJ got in trouble, which was every single day, I promise you that, every single time he got in trouble, he'd have to sit out. He'd have to miss what we were doing. If we were swimming, he'd have to sit out. If we were supposed to be doing archery, which how in the world do you get six-year-olds to do archery for an hour and a half? Anyway, he'd have to sit out, right? Welcome to my, my world, my first summer job. But every single time, every single time, he'd have to sit out, and he would, he would say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, uh, okay, DJ. Thanks for apologizing. He's up there, and I got to tell you, I I love the words, I'm sorry. I say this a lot. Some of us, we could do some good today by going home and just saying those words like we mean it to each other. I'm just giving you some hints here. Maybe what your mama really wants today. Okay. Anyway, uh, those words matter, right? I love those words. However, after the 20th day in a row (laughs) of DJ getting in trouble, the 20th day in a row of him kicking somebody, wiping his boogers on somebody, whatever he did, right? He's sitting out. I I just got to tell you, those words, I'm sorry, kind of lost their luster, (laughs) I got a little less compassionate. Why is that? Because his actions didn't match his words, did they? He was saying, I'm sorry, but then the next day he kept doing the same thing and the same thing. So, so his actions really didn't suggest that he was sorry, did they? His actions just said, I won't be in trouble. I want to go swimming. I don't want to sit here anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I got caught. But his actions didn't really match up with his words. Parents, you see this in teaching your kids obedience. I love, I love today getting to have some parents up front with kids and parents, any, any parent, grandparent, anyone who's cared for kids, you understand this. You don't just want your kids to say the right things. You don't want them to say I'm sorry. Man, you want them to obey. You want them to make the right choice, not just kind of say some empty words that they think they want you to hear. Every parent in the room can nod to that. Yeah. But here's the danger for us today. Here's the danger for us. You and I are not that different from DJ. <laughs> now, I hope you're not wiping boogers and stuff. I get that. But, but listen, we're not that different. We're not. Because oftentimes we can say the right things. Maybe you've known the Lord for a long time. Maybe you've called him Lord your whole life and you know a lot of things. You know to say the right things. You know what the answer is or should be. And you can say that he's Lord of your life, but really what you say doesn't line up with how you act. That, that, as much as DJ and my, my summer of sweaty fun, right, for what I'm saying, as much as he drove me crazy, the truth is I have to look in the mirror sometimes today and say, man, I don't know that I'm that different. That I call him Lord of my life and I say the things, I say the right words, but my actions don't really line up. Hmm. Jesus paints a picture of two people. That's the illustration he gives us, right? Two different kinds of people. And listen, both of them experience storms. I think that's really important. Just because we build a foundation, just because we act in obedience to Christ doesn't mean that we won't experience storms. The illustration here, Jesus says both people. Storms will come, both people. Some of you know how that feels today because you're in a storm. And you started to question, is it something I did? Was I I disobedient? And maybe there's truth in that, but maybe that's not. Maybe you're walking in obedience and the storms have come. Some of you can relate to that. You've shared stories with me right now in your life, right now in your journey, that you are in a storm today. So the question is not, will the storm come, will they not? The question is... Will you and I? The question Jesus asked then, I believe it's the question he asked today, when the storms come in your life, have you laid the proper foundation? Have you laid the proper foundation by declaring that he is Lord and in response to that declaration, that's last week, right? Declaring, putting faith that he is Lord and in response to that, God, I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to do what you say. I'm not, I'm not going to live my life just on how I feel and what seems best to me and what popular opinion is and however my social media feed comes. God, I'm going to do what you say. And Jesus says, that's the foundation that will carry you through the storms. That's the foundation. You may not need it today, but you're going to need it because the storm's coming. And when it comes, that's the foundation. That you didn't just say, God, I trust you. You didn't just say, God, you're in control. You lived as if it was true. You did what he said. See, the question for last week, I have it up on the screen. The question really for last week was this, do you know him? That's really what last week was about. (laughs) Who do you say that I am? It's, It's do you know him and the knowledge that we can. You can know God. You can know him and be in relationship with him. And his thoughts can be your thoughts. And his heart can be in your, like, it's this crazy idea because of what Jesus did. You can know him. But, but question two for this week, just as important, do you obey him? I'm grateful today to be surrounded by, by many of you that know him. Praise the Lord for that. Man, you should be his enemy and you're not. You should be as far from him as he would ever, but, but you're not. You, you, you can know him today. Question two, just as important, will will you obey him? Will you obey him? Both matter. Today, I want you to think of what's the last thing that the Lord asked you to do? What's the last thing that you may be like step one on your journey, and so you don't have a lot of answers to that, but you might have one. Some of you, you've been on a journey a long time, and you might have to pause, but I think that's a powerful question. That's a question I like to ask people that are in a, a, a kind of a series, a state of confusion. I don't know what to do. I'm confused by what's happening. I, I, I'll often just say, well, go back. What's the last thing that God told you to do? Do that. What's the last thing that you know God said to you? Do that. What, what is it? Go back there. Revisit that. It doesn't matter how big it is. It doesn't matter how small it is. Go back to the last thing that God asked you to do. Did you have the courage to obey? Did you have the courage to follow through? Well, God said, I, I need to call my neighbor, and I thought it was kind of weird, and I just ignored it, and I got busy. thought maybe it was the pizza I ate last night, but no, I didn't do that. I wonder today what could happen in our lives if we just have the willingness to say, okay, go back. What's the last thing that God told me to do? Am I, am I doing that? Am I obeying him? See, obedience. Obedience is the foundation that you and I desperately need today. What happens as we obey him, as we do what he says, not just what I think and what I do, whatever else. No, as we do what he says, he gives me strength. He gives me wisdom. There's wisdom today available to you, not in your strength, but in his strength, if you will do what he says in your life. Some of us, we haven't obeyed the last thing God said, so he can't help us with the next five things that we need. We didn't do the last thing he told us to do. Maybe today you're asking in the midst of your storm, God, what are you doing? Maybe you're asking, God, why are you silent? And today I think the two questions matter. Do do you know him? Then do you obey him? Really obey him? Where is it in your life that you've set up boundary lines and you said, well, God, I'll obey you here, but I'm not going to obey you there. God, I'm okay trusting you here. I'm not going to trust you there. I'm just here to say according to the word of God, according to Jesus' words himself, That's not the foundation that's going to hold. That's not the foundation that's going to carry you when the storms come. That's not the foundation that's holding you right now in the storms that you experience. Why? Because you call him Lord, but you're not really willing to do what he says. I'm going to ask Haley to come, and she's going to lead us in a song. It's a song, but it's really a prayer. It's a song that I became introduced to a few months ago, and it's been a bit of a declaration to me because the heart of this song is really, God, wherever you go, I want to go. Wherever you lead, I want to lead. The heart of this prayer, this declaration is, God, I I call you Lord, and I'm willing to trust you no matter what. And so today I wonder... I wonder what it is in your life today where you're wrestling with obedience. I wonder where it is where you're pushing back lovingly, right? Oh, but God, I can't really do that. I can't really trust you with that. Can I pray for you today? Uh, would you bow your heads? God, I I don't know, but I do. I don't know every storm, but I do know that there are storms present in this room. I don't know every uncertainty, but I do know Throughout this room today, there is uncertainty in our hearts. I don't know every question, but I do know, God, we we have questions sometimes. And so I, I just sense the voice of your spirit today, lovingly asking, Will you obey me? That's what trust is, right? Obedience. Will you not just say the right things? pray the right prayers and then walk out the door and do your thing but will you call me Lord and do what I say? Will you allow me to lead your life? Will you allow me to guide those decisions that you're making? Will you allow me to come in in those areas where you're trying so hard to be in control? Will you allow me to come in and lead? Today, for the one in the room, wrestling with obedience, i want to invite you to respond. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say all across this room today? As uh, this song is sung, this prayer, this declaration is sung today. Pour out your heart to the Lord. You know today, nobody else, your neighbor doesn't know, a friend behind you doesn't know, but you know. And so today, would you just be vulnerable before the Lord? Would you just offer whatever it is you're holding back today? Say, God, I don't wanna be a hypocrite. I don't want to say one thing and live another today. I I, I want to walk in genuine obedience to you. So come, uh, Holy Spirit, would you speak to us now in these moments, we pray. Thank you so much for listening today. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel for updates and new episodes. And if you have any questions about our church or ministries, go ahead and email us at info at cotnaz.org.